0: Have you been told you're too sensitive, too dramatic, or too much? Do you have big feelings and deep thoughts you don't always know what to do with? I'm Stephanie Lin, a certified life coach and highly sensitive person. I've helped dozens of highly sensitive clients feel more energized, more confident, and more in control of their high sensitivity. In these episodes, you'll get the information and inspiration to level up your life as a highly sensitive person too. Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Club. up highly sensitive person in this episode i'm going to give you the skinny on life purpose and how that can change your life as a highly sensitive person aka at hsp my goal is to make life purpose and these related ideas super simple and clear so it's way less intimidating and way more approachable for you to use in your everyday life i want to demystify life purpose for you I love this topic because clarity is one of my biggest values and when you get super clear about your life, things tend to click into place a lot easier. Decisions become simpler, which means way less confusion. We get a lot more inspiration and motivation and I find having clarity around the direction you're going and how to get there creates more ease and alignment with a lot less stress. No more drama. We don't want drama. as highly sensitive people knowing our life purpose can reduce our stress and our overwhelm it can save our precious energy making decisions and it can keep us connected to every area of our lives these are things we need and value as hsp's for sure i am also a big fan of divining defining your life purpose notice i said define not find or discover because i have a whole program around this called polaris get unstuck, and find your North Star. If you want to know more, stick around to the end of the episode and I will tell you all about how you can take the insights from today's episode to the next level. Let's get started! When you think about the phrase life purpose, what comes up for you? Does it feel like some huge epic thing? Does it have religious connotations for you or maybe some kind of divine flavor? Do you believe that it's attainable for you? Or is life purpose something luckier, more disciplined people have? Maybe the gurus have it, but I have no idea how to find it, right? I want you to just take a moment to notice what kind of emotions and thoughts come up for you around this phrase. What's the general vibe or the feeling? Would you label those feelings and thoughts negative, positive, or just neutral? In my experience, a lot of people seem to dismiss life purpose as something they'll just never have. That's something other people can find, but I certainly haven't found it yet, and I don't even know if I can. For growth-minded people like you and me, it might bring up book titles, for instance, full of ideas that feel kind of hard to grasp and apply. That was definitely the case for me. I kept reading these books, hoping to find some answers, and mostly they said some version of, you have to find it for yourself. Duh. I discovered a very simple, very approachable way to think about life purpose in my coach training, and it has made such a huge shift for me. So I hope it'll make the same shift for you or a similar one. Here is my definition of life purpose. Your life purpose is the way that you are showing up in the world, how you are in the world, how you act, your thoughts and your beliefs and your values and your attitudes that you're bringing to each moment. If you think of yourself as a compass, the life purpose is the arrow that points you in different directions, depending on where true north is for you. And I say it like that true north, because that might change. And I will get into that in a little bit. It's the path you choose to get you from where you are to where you want to go. Here's my life purpose statement. Just to give you an example, I show up to every area of my life in a vibrant way. I'm here to share my gifts of empathy, deep thinking, and curiosity with the world. And in the process, I aim to experience growth and freedom. Vibrant for me means living life in full color, experiencing all of it, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It means always improving and growing. It means not avoiding, not withdrawing, and not disconnecting from life, but instead showing up however I am that day and doing my best to feel connected and present and brave. That's not always easy, but again, it's from day to day. Whatever my best is that day, whatever feels vibrant for me that day, that's what I'm gonna bring. If I have the option to do something, which might be taking on a new project for my coaching business, for instance, or maybe it's spending more time with someone, I look internally to my life purpose to see whether that opportunity makes me feel vibrant or whether it makes me feel overwhelmed, or small, or stressed, or even apathetic. If it just feels like too much in addition to what I'm already doing, then it doesn't make me feel vibrant. And that's the kind of thing that I'm gonna have to say no thanks to. Now, I understand that not everything is going to be a positive option. That's not what this is about. Loved ones can always ask us to help them out, even when we are already tired from our day. We've already done a million things, and we might have a million things left to do. It happens. We may have a deadline for some boring, complicated paperwork, which also totally happens, or it's simply something we have to check off the list like a chore so that we can keep things running smoothly in our lives. Again, being vibrant doesn't mean sunshine and glitter all the time. It means for me, fully experiencing everything life has to offer without mentally checking out and coming back when the commercial break is over, AKA when it's fun and interesting again. Boring, annoying, and even sad stuff all falls under the umbrella of Vibrant for me, as long as I'm showing up fully for all of it. Conversely, there may be some things that you really want to do, like you want to add another game night to your weekly calendar, you want to meet a friend for an impromptu tea date, or you want to blow off your day and watch TV and snuggle with the cats or your honey instead. But if doing these tempting things at the time means that later you become stressed or overstimulated, that's the kind of thing that you just have to say, I'd love to, but I'm not available for that right now. See how this is working. Your life purpose is flexible. It's personalized and it's meaningful as HSPs. We need all three of these things, flexibility, personalization, and meaning. We thrive when we can plan our time around our energy levels as well as our commitments. It's not just about the external world, it's about what's going on inside as well. We connect and we recharge when something is specifically tailored for our perspective and the way that we process so many aspects of situations and our internal states together. We're taking in so much information, so having something that allows you the flexibility and the personalization to process that means that it's something you need and meaning is like oxygen for us. We think so deeply and we feel so intensely that without meaning, things just tend to feel flat and lifeless. Having a lack of meaning is not a sustainable state for a highly sensitive person. Am I changing your mind about life purpose yet? Instead of it being static and specifically tied to a result, your life purpose is about you and how you're being in the world, which grows and evolves as you do. I have adjusted my life purpose statement a couple times, depending on where I was in my life and which value or which gift or which thing really felt appropriate for me. I think exhilarated was the first word I used and then vibrant came into my life. And I thought, Ooh, that's good. That's a little bit more accurate. I'm going to go with that. Your life is rich and dynamic. And this style of life purpose gives you a way to see things around you as aligning with your inner being and then to release them if they don't align with who you are and who you want to be. Now let's talk about a few other concepts that people commonly confuse or they bring into the whole life purpose thing that are different and distinct. I have a favorite dictionary because I was an English major, which is the Oxford English Dictionary or the OED. To help clarify some of these terms and not just to come up with my own definition, I looked up the actual definitions on the Oxford English Dictionary. I am a huge fan of libraries. I used to work in one for a long time and your library probably has access to this resource so that you don't have to pay for it. So check your resources in your library. The first thing I wanna talk about is a job. The Oxford English Dictionary defines a job as a paid position of regular employment, a post, a situation, an occupation, a profession. In other words, your job is the thing you do to make money your job might be a part of your life purpose, and maybe you love your job. I definitely love mine. Or it might be something that is helping you bring in a paycheck so that you can achieve your purpose in other ways and in other areas of your life. Maybe you have a side gig or hobby, or maybe you just do things that you love in your personal time and you do your work so that you can bring in the paycheck to support that. When I started my professional organizing business, I had two side gigs. Working retail for one at the container store, of course, so I could get some access to products and supplies and see what was in and what people were using. And I was a virtual assistant as well. Neither job was my begin all end all, but they both helped me bring in a paycheck so that I could get my feet wet in a new career, especially as a first time business owner. That was huge. I also enjoyed aspects of both of those jobs. So it worked out well. My coach, shout out to Emily Otto, says to think of your side gig or maybe your job as an investment in your business and your life. Rather than getting an influx of cash from someone else, like an investment or a gift, it might be good for your highly sensitive nervous system, which does run a little hotter than most, to ease into a new career or business or a new hobby by bringing in your own money while you grow the thing you love on the side. Or maybe you can plan things you love in your personal time with the money you're getting from your job. Nothing is ever wasted, even if something isn't directly related to what you want and it's helping you get where you wanna go in another way. Your job might be a part of that, even if you don't really love it right now. The second thing I wanna talk about is a calling. A lot of people think of your life purpose as your calling. It's this grand thing that gives you a reason to be alive, your raison d'etre. A calling is often called a vocation as well, which I think is interesting because again, word nerd, vocation comes from the Latin word vox for voice. You use your voice to call something in, or if you're spiritually minded, a higher voice than you is calling you to something. Back to the OED. A vocation or a calling is a strong conviction that it is your destiny or your duty to follow a particular profession, way of life, or course of action. In other words, it's something you feel a strong pull to, something you feel you were meant to do, even if it's challenging or difficult. A calling is often something that requires commitment, it requires stamina, and it requires a lot of curiosity and willingness to grow. It's something you pursue over time and may include plenty of stops and starts, lots of experimenting, and lots of learning from your mistakes. People think you can only have one calling, but I disagree. I think we have lots of callings throughout our lives if we're willing to listen to them. Listen to that deep intuition, or maybe you call it your wise mind, that inner knowing that just tends to know things even when you're feeling very stuck or lost in your conscious mind. I've had a calling to be a coach for almost a decade. And it took me a long time to finally pursue that and go after a coach training program. But I felt that calling and I knew I had to pursue it at some point. When I became a professional organizer, I was answering a call to do something I really enjoyed and to support people and to try entrepreneurship for the first time. I've had a calling to host a podcast and to post YouTube videos and share content for a very long time, and here we are. You might have a calling to a certain kind of relationship, for instance. Maybe that's a romantic relationship. Maybe it's a friendship, or maybe it's changing a family dynamic or creating a family. It could be a calling to do a kind of work, like painting or writing or speaking or some other service to others, or to make a product, for instance. It might also be a calling to accomplish a task, such as write a book or travel to a specific destination or form a foundation or charity, for instance. You have probably already answered a number of callings in your life already, and you likely still have callings that are speaking to you now, no matter how young or old you are. Your calling in this season of your life is your north star and your life purpose is the way you get there in the most authentic, genuine way that only you can do. I say season in this instance, not necessarily to mean a length of time season, as in, you know, the four seasons of the year, but this could be a month or it could be a year or a few years. It's a period of your life where you're in the middle of something. That's what I mean by a season. And callings can change depending on the season and the context of your life. I love this quote from Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way. We are the origin of our art. Originality is the process of remaining true to ourselves. No matter what you do, if it remains true to you, you're an original. I find that super empowering because anytime I have a fear that, oh, everybody's already said this before, no one's gonna learn anything new, I just think, but they haven't learned it this way. They haven't learned it from me and they haven't heard it this way. Then all of my fears just melt away. It's really helpful. We are all originals and our life purpose is how we choose to follow our current callings. The third thing to keep in mind is goals. I think people often mistake life purpose for a final goal or some big outcome they want to achieve in their life. At the end of it, they can look back at the big thing they've accomplished and feel super proud and complete. However, according to the OED, an aim or outcome is your goal. It's a something that a person, a group, or an organization works towards or strives to achieve. It's the object of a person's ambition or their effort. That is not your life purpose either. Remember that your life purpose is the way you are in your life, how you think, how you act, and how you feel about your life. It's how you show up. Your goal is the specific result or outcome you want to create. And your purpose is how you want to pursue it. The goal is the scene in your head. It's the climactic moment in the movie when you know you've done it. You see the money in your bank account if you have a financial goal. You can search for your new book on Amazon or on Barnes & Noble if you're trying to write a book and get published. You pick up a heavy weight and see yourself using it in the mirror, which maybe was super intimidating at one point, and now it feels way more doable. It's the snapshot that says, you have achieved a thing. A calling is more like the movie Montage, where you see the hero cleaning up their space and they're going for runs and generally getting their act together in a clear shift from where we saw them at the start. That's how you know it's a calling. It's that montage, that series of events that you do and the goal is the climactic scene when they get it. If you have a calling to write a book, for instance, because a lot of people have that calling, that pull to write is something that fulfills you, it lights you up, it builds your confidence when you get through tough parts and overcome obstacles and learning how to become a good writer. It becomes a goal when you take that drive to do something and turn it into a specific result, such as getting your book published, either by a traditional publisher or a self-publishing online option whether it's making a certain amount of money from your book or picturing yourself sending your book to a loved one so you can celebrate together. Same calling, write a book, different goals. Here's how this comes together with another example. I want to remove stress and stigma around being highly sensitive. That's a calling for me. The way that I go about it with lots of enthusiasm and humor and sharing ideas is my life purpose, being vibrant about it. Creating podcast episodes and YouTube videos is my goal. It's a specific outcome. The calling might be the same for another highly sensitive expert though, but their purpose might be to reassure HSPs in a very calm, a very scientific, maybe a therapeutic way, which is definitely not in my scope. Maybe they focus on writing a book or articles as their goal. Same calling, different purposes and goals. And the fourth thing is passion. According to the OED, a passion is an intense desire or enthusiasm for something. It's the zealous pursuit of an aim. Intensity is the key word here. There are tons of ways to use the word passion, but in relation to your life purpose, I think people tend to conflate the two and use them synonymously as though your life purpose is the thing that sparks your passion, or you have to have passion, or it's not a life purpose. Without passion, without intense emotion, it's not real. It doesn't count. I disagree. Passion, intense emotion, whether positive or negative, it'll come and go, but your life purpose is steady in addition to flexible, personal, and meaningful. I often have a passion for new courses and online programs, for instance. I love to learn. One of my loved ones actually calls this NCE or new course energy. I love diving into new content, learning new ideas and doing the reflections and the activities to learn how to apply my insights to my life. Of the dozen or so online courses I've joined, I've only finished a few of them. And it's not that they aren't great courses because most of them are, but it's that my passion for them waned as I maybe got what I needed from them already and I didn't need to do all the extra lessons. Or if it was a live course, maybe the timing of the course came to an end and the energy just kind of left the container. Passions can align with callings and goals, but passion ebbs and flows, and it tends to have a lot of energy and intensity earlier on and then fades over time. You can approach both callings and goals with passion, but the calling and goal will still be there even when the passion fades. To recap, your life purpose is the way you live your life. It's the way you choose to think, to feel, and to act. A job is what you do to make money, which you may or may not express your purpose in. Your calling is the pull you have towards something as though it's meant for you. You can have multiple callings. A goal is an outcome or result, a big finale scene that shows you've accomplished something. You can definitely have a lot of goals and a passion is the intense emotions you experience while pursuing a calling, a goal, or even a hobby. Passion and life purpose can be present together, or you can just have one or the other, in which case then you have to decide what's really important and go back to those priorities. Your life purpose, when you bring it to each of these aspects of your life, makes everything feel more fulfilling, more meaningful, and more aligned with who you are. It can be a part of all of these other things and of your daily life. And the amount that you live your life purpose in your calling, your goals, your job, and how much passion determines how authentic you feel and how satisfied you are with your life. That's what I've got for you today. If you liked what you heard in today's episode, here are a couple of ways you can take this to the next level. Number one, I am hosting a live workshop called Life Purpose Mad Libs this afternoon, Wednesday, January 17th, 2024 at 3 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. So you can join from anywhere. We are going to take all of this information and apply it so you can create your own life purpose statement and get super, super clear on how you want to show up in your life. If you're hearing this after the fact, which is quite likely, I will have the replay available through Friday, January 19th, 2024, so you can learn it in your own time and do the exercise yourself. You can sign up for the replay on the workshops and classes page of my website, stephanielin.com and that's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-L-I as in Ingrid, n If you're listening way into the future and time traveling, get your highly sensitive self on my email list by going to stephanielin.com and signing up. I have a quiz to see if you're highly sensitive and you can just sign up for the newsletter as well. And that way you'll always be the first to know when my next workshops and webinars will be. I host them every month and I take all the info I'm sharing here and help you apply it. Plus, during the workshops, you get to ask me whatever questions come up so that you can clarify as you go. Links will be in the show notes as well. And finally, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, I have a whole program around this topic called Polaris, Get Unstuck and Find Your North Star one of the first things we do is determine your life purpose so that we can get you out of confusion and overwhelm and doubt and get you into clarity and momentum and action towards your current callings and goals in this season. This is a completely tailored one-on-one coaching experience with me for three months. And it includes one-on-one coaching sessions every week, unlimited text support through the telegram app, plus a ton of bonuses and goodies and lessons to help you every single step of the way. Even if you don't even know what your goal or your calling is, that's one of the first things we can talk about in this program. My clients have built exercise and creative habits like writing and painting and finishing projects for the first time in years. They've cleared decades worth of clutter, literal decades. They've launched businesses and they have upgraded their careers with better paying jobs after we've worked together. If leveling up your high sensitivity is on your priority list, whether that's learning to manage your sensitivity, or if you're just ready to start using it as the gift that it is, head over to stephanielin.com and book a free consultation call. There's a big purple button in the corner and it is all throughout the rest of the website. You can see it everywhere. I would love to support you in feeling more present, more connected, and more energized with your high sensitivity. I am here for you. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to take what you learned today to the next level, head over to Stephanie Lin, that's L I N N dot com, and book a consultation call to get started. I can't wait to see you there, my dear HSB.